Okay. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. And if you are in the here and now, welcome as well. I uh, have a uh, wonderful show today. Um, my good friend Doug Alt joins me from uh, outside of New York City in New Jersey. We've been friends for a number of years, and we've always uh, had interest in not only uh, UFO experiences, but in the more spiritual aspect behind what's behind what's going on. So we've known each other for a while. We've had a lot of different discussions. And uh, Doug got into near-death experiences, and I've always uh, thought these were very important. I wrote a book called Contact Modalities, where I talk about different ways to get material out of the field and different um, uh, whatever, whatever you want to call it, modalities, and that it's basically all sort of the same thing, that some people have access to the field by channeling, some through meditation, and some through near-death experiences. And so today we're going to talk about near-death experiences. I think this is one of the most important um, stories that you uh, can put out because with the UFO sighting, if you see something, well, you see something. Okay, that's fine. You saw something. It's just a story. But it's not until you, as I said in the UFO experiences, it's not until you talk to people who are having the experiences that you're going to learn something, that you have to get in there and you have to figure out what's really going on. And the way you find out is to talk to the people who are interacting with the phenomena. I believe it's all sort of in interlinked. And so that's where we're going to go today. We're going to do some near-death experience. And Doug has offered to help me do some interviews. And these are the first two that Doug has, has brought forward that we can we interview. And uh, there's been millions of these experiences. And uh, they started about the same time I started. I don't know if you know this, Doug. I started in 1975. That's when I got dragged down the rabbit hole. 1975 was also the year when the first near-death experience book was written. And I don't think that's coincidence. That's uh, the near-death mm -hmm. experience book was actually written the same, it came out the same week that Travis Walton was abducted, which is the same week that every single night that Travis Walton was gone, there was a UFO or a nuclear missile silo, either at Loring Air Force Base or Wurzburg at uh, Malmstrom Air Force Base. And you see all these things are sort of uh, tied in. Bud Hopkins got involved in 1975. Linda Howe got involved in 1975. Stephen Greer got involved in 1975. So for me, I think uh, near-death experience is near dear to my heart. I actually wrote a paper uh, in that period of time when I was at university about um, near-death experiences, about people who have visions just before they die, people predicting their death. I went to hospitals and talked to chaplains. So I started in this field of, of trying to figure out what happens at death. It's the most important question. And then you can work back. If you know what happens there, then everything yeah. else starts to make sense inside of life. But we're doing it sort of backwards. We're sort of gathering these sightings and hoping that the answer is going to jump out. And we are totally ignoring the people who are having the experiences. And they're the ones that know. People will say, well, you know, it's just anecdotal. They just had this experience. No, no. The people who have the experience are the ones who know. The people who are judging it are the ones who believe. The, until you know, you, you, cannot, you cannot evaluate. So welcome, Doug. And thank you for uh, allowing me to do some near-death experience stuff. Um, I've, I've done a few. We did Evan Alexander, and we've done a few, but uh, this is very important. So thank you for uh, assisting me with this. Well, I'm thrilled to uh, be able to do it. I know you know my history with UFOs, but uh, to, I don't know. I'm going to say two or three years, probably longer than that. 
NDEs really just filled the gap. Uh, the UFO thing was uh, like on a hamster wheel, and I just felt like we were repeating ourselves and going over and over the same thing. And it's all still fascinating to me. I'm, in fact, I'm starting to post some of my UFO sightings on my Facebook again. Um, but fighting off depression through the last two or three years of mayhem in the world with COVID and all the nonsense, uh, I, I started watching Jeff Mara's show. Uh, Jeff Mara is a fabulous guy, and I I became sort of fr uh, online friends with him. And I started watching all his shows, and, and I, I spoke to a number of near-death experience experiencers that I contacted after watching them. I was so moved by the presentations and they made me feel better. I, 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 I was always on a, I was always, I have a, a term, I'm always running a low grade depression, which is something that came from Woody Allen. You know, he always said, I'm always, I'm always a, have a low grade depression, like a fever. And um, I don't know, I just started to go, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing to fear. This is a temporary game, a stage. All life is a stage. We're on stage. I've had uh, visual analogies of an amusement park. Bus drops you off at the amusement park in the morning. You all go in. Some go on the Ferris wheel. Some go in the horror, ho horror house. Some go, uh, you know, eat cotton candy. So, yeah, everybody does something different. And then the gates close and you all come out. And it's it's really how I feel about life and, and a lot more to it. I don't want to talk too long because um, I want to introduce Elle, who Elle I reached out to from Jeff Mara. And I said, wow, this is like an amazingly great story. I just, and it's not only the stories, it's the sincerity of what's coming out of the person. The person exudes a non-agenda, a sincerity. I know that we all look towards everything in the world as to what to be wondering like what okay what's the catch what's the agenda what's the this what's the that uh, is there a book for sale blah, 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 you know all that stuff so um she just spoke uh, in such a fantastically flat-footed manner in a way of i i believe this i i see and i believe this and if i believe this and this is real this is incredible like i've said about many others and um so uh I reached out to Elle and we started speaking. We kind of have a symbiosis on a lot of different topics, dovetailing into my show Hypnata, which I'm up, up to and everything. And uh, so that's how it started. Um, and I'd like to just let um, Elle introduce uh, Yvonne because that's how Yvonne came to the uh, situation here. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. Yeah, my um, I have a, a light that's uh, over, you know, the um, recording space and it is flickering like crazy right now. <laughs> so um, I'm thinking that uh, there's going to be some powerful things uh, said right now and that we're going to be discussing. <clears throat> but as you said, yeah, we uh, quickly um, are developing a friendship and um, the same happened with Yvonne. Yvonne and I belong to um, an organization that does near-death research. And um, I met Yvonne through uh, that organization. And, you know, she was uh, recommended to call me. And we had a conversation and found that, you know, we both had this off-planet experience in our near-death experience. 
And it was amazing um, because, you know, I didn't share for a long time or one of the reasons I didn't share for a long time about my near-death experience was because, you know, when you've seen movies or anything like in media, when somebody talks about um, a near-death, their robes, their angels, their, you know, all of these things that, you know, nobody's, I never heard anybody talk about, well, I went to outer space, you know, I, you know, visited another planet. And so she and I really connected on that. And in talking more, there are a lot of very strange um, similarities in the path of our life. Um, so, you know, I invited her to, <laughs> to come on, you know, with, um, with us so that we could both talk to you about um, our experience and, you know, and continue to share. Um, so Grant, uh, thank you for um, allowing us to speak on this platform. And Doug, thanks for, you know, for making the suggestion for us to do this, so. Yeah. Glad to do so. And by the mm -hmm. way, um, Grant, was that Raymond Moody who wrote that first book? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I thought so, maybe 1975. All right, thank you. So, um, Yvonne. Yvonne. No, I was going to say, Grant, <laughs> you want to introduce Yvonne? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay, Yvonne, let's, uh, let's hear a, your, uh, a little bit about how you got dragged into this thing and um, how your relationship to uh, Elle, and, and we can go from there. Uh, yes, uh, first of all, thank you, Elle, for inviting me to this uh, to this moment here together for sh of sharing. Uh, thank you, Doug and uh, Grant, for allowing me to be here as well. Uh, for anyone who is listening, my accent is French. I'm French, and I grew up in Europe, actually, so my first language is French. But I've been in the U.S. for about 20 years. And uh, as Elle was kindly explaining, I'm part of uh, uh, the IONS organization, the most respected organization on the near-death experiences, uh, studies and, and um, investigations. So I, I've been part of IONS for many years and had my own uh, group here in, in Raleigh as a, a Raleigh leaders here in North Carolina. And I was actually recommended, as Elle was explaining, by um, somebody from the IONS headquarters that are here also in this area to, to be connected with Elle. Uh, it was the most amazing conversation. Uh, we talked about our mutual near-death experience and also the element of extraterrestrial in our NDE uh, that is actually very particular, uh, not it's, I don't think it's in, I think it's in minorities in general. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we have a lot she of- She doesn't mean minorities as in people, it's but the minority yeah, yeah. Of, and, yeah, of course, of course. just did, to be but... clear. <laughs> yes, of course, uh, I meant <laughs> in percentage wise, there are not that yeah. many people that have that <laughs> element together. Uh, so we discussed that. I had two near-death experiences, uh, so, and one was with that element, and the other one was totally divine. Uh, so, and we discussed. We have a lot of. We have a similar background uh, spiritually, and um, yeah. So we became. We had that amazing conversation, and I'm just so honored 
to be invited here and that, that Nell did a gracious did, did a gracious act of sharing her time with me. So could we <laughs> could we have either one of you just go right into your experiences so that we can hear what they are and have those similarities? Okay, just just uh, I got one question before and just a little heads up. I'm I'm cooking for my mother who's uh, uh, disabled, so I will be on another phone shortly. And it'll just be for five minutes or 10 minutes and uh, well, I'll be following the conversation. But um, Yvonne just brought up and say, bonjour. We have, we have, I mean, I'm in Canada, so uh, we're, we're quite familiar with uh, French here. Uh, but you, you mentioned you had two near-death experiences. And, and one of the things, I don't know if you know, that UFO experience people who claim that they were on board a ship or that they had uh, uh, UFO experiences, um, Thirty-seven percent of those people say they've had a near-death experience, and I would say that the vast majority of those people have had more than one near-death experience. So you've had two. Did you have a? Did, you, did either of you have a UFO sighting, or is it just the near-death experience experiences? Yeah, yeah. Um, I had um, a situation where um, my daughter, um, who, when we got into talking about the the near-death experience, I became. Um, in analyzing things afterwards, I saw that she was kind of connected um, to me through some type of universal cord while I was having my near-death experience. But she had one when she went to Denver and we, <clears throat> we had, um, I had an experience he here at home of um, uh, sensing something um, extraterrestrial that was confirmed a little bit later. So that's those are the only things that have happened, but something also happened recently that I can get into later um, if you want to share, Yvonne, your experience. <laughs> uh, and as we were sharing, Ellen and I, about extraterrestrial, my first NDE had actually a spaceship involved and two beings picking me up. So wow. but I, don't know, I don't know when you want to talk about that. Yeah. But I, just to just... ask another question. It's just an interesting connection because a lot of the people who will be watching this will be people who are into UFOs. Even and if you look behind Doug, Doug has the the painting of the uh, the lady in light or the uh, yeah. whatever whatever the name of it was given to her. Uh, and that was uh, an experience by Chris Bledsoe, who's a good friend of Doug and I, and he had at least two near-death experiences. So mm -hmm. you can see that these things are all sort of tied together, and it's this this other world that we we don't we see trying to see through the veil. And that's why I think it's so important that people like you come forward, that you've been on the other side and you can sort of give us a better idea of what might be over there. So it's yeah, okay. fascinating that there is, there is this connection and whatever it is, it's just, there's a connection, but how it all fits together. That's why we're relying on uh, people like you to figure it out. We, Doug and I are sort of just trying to analyze it with our left brains. You people have actually been there. So I appreciate your, your, your stepping out. So who wants to start with a, with an experience and, and and then we can go for some more questions because I, I I think this is going to be very interesting. I leave Elle uh, the honor as she invited me in. Just go ahead, Elle. Oh, oh, that's fine. <laughs> but um, uh, where do I begin? Um, the um, my extraterrestrial um, uh, encounter was only a portion of my NDE. I dimensionally traveled. And um, I also went to outer space and I, you know, saw nebula 
from, you know, just, I didn't have a body. I just saw, you know, I'm, I was probably an orb or something because I didn't see a body. I only saw, you know, out and I saw a nebula. And then um, rapidly I was at a planet where the people's, uh, well, the extraterrestrial skin was very um, translucent, very white and translucent. And then they had um, they had some type of which I kind of interpreted as an aura, which shone against their skin that made them, you know, emanate seeming like they were different colors at times. And um, I was the reverse extraterrestrial where, you know, you see contact events where there's an ET that's maybe hiding in a corner or behind a tree or something like that. So that was me on their planet. So I didn't have a lot of interaction with them. I more interacted with my guides who were telling me, you know, this is another culture and this is another species and God made all species. And, you know, this is another planet, things like that. And, um, I just observed them for a while. So, um, and, you know, I, I, you know, usually share that when you have an NDE, I think something happens with your mind because you're automatically um, expand, your, your mind expands to the point where your NDE does not seem, you're looking at things that don't seem ridiculous. So it doesn't click that, you know, say you didn't know that you were dying when you have your NDE, it doesn't necessarily click right away that you're dying. So you'll hear about people seeing their body. You know, I saw my um, uh, body on a, um, uh, in, a, in a room on a, uh, some type of procedure, and, but it didn't click. And I didn't know that that was my body. And apparently that's very common with NDEs. But um, yeah, so a lot of these things happen. I didn't think, this is strange. Why am I um, going through space right now? This is strange. Why am I seeing on a different planet and seeing a different species? Your mind just expands and adapts to where you are, where everything just seems possible. So... Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. You know, um, if I may interrupt, um, uh, Yvonne, I listened to your interview with Peggy. Yes. Okay. And one of the things you brought up over and over again, which I really, uh, which really sticks with me, and we'll go with this whole conversation, is this amnesia, amnesia on both sides. Yeah. And amnesia, like we're here, and we have an amnesia of not being home. I don't yes. remember <laughs> being on the other side. This seems real to me. This is like coagulated and real. Yet mm -hmm. when you've crossed over, mm -hmm. then you started to have an amnesia of this. Was Am I correct? Yes, yes. And uh, like uh, El was saying, and you were saying so, reminding so well is uh, once, I mean, it's as far as my experience was up once I was out of my body and seeing my lifeless body uh, in a bed and those two beings of, lights and angel I would at first I called but they were beings of light with long robes like the one behind you 
Um, so I knew that I was experiencing the moment. There is no thinking of before. I, it's like you said, it's like we close a curtain behind us, a memory, right. and there is no memory behind. We are just all our attention, a thousand percent of our attention is in the present moment, what we're experiencing. Right. Like El was saying, it's right. completely normal. Uh, we are exp it. We don't. It's like a, a, a seamless continuation. We don't feel that oh, there's suddenly another person. We think differently. We are the same being, uh, just in another, in our real form. Uh, the the body is like a, a suit or a vehicle in which we we experience our earthly life. But the real us is that energy being uh celestial being i call it because i had two and the second one was in the divine in heaven and so so yeah so we have that memory there is no memory left i didn't remember my daughter which i love more than anything uh we were focusing it was as if what we just experienced was over now you know, like I was explaining, it's like we, you do a sport for forever. You ski for for twenty years, and then one day you say, "Okay, I'm not interested in skiing anymore. Let's go and and scuba diving." That's what you know. Whatever you had on Earth is over, and then now you're focusing on what's happening ahead of you. Fantastic. Yeah. And L, you you can say uh, similar things. I I know that Yvonne, you said you finally knew you saw your hands. Because at the end you said, "Oh, I saw my hands, and they were glowing. They were yeah. like the light. Yeah. They were like the light." Because yeah. you were saying that there was a point where you weren't sure if you ever saw your body, and and L, you you saw. Did you see your light body on the other side? Your actual, you know, the light body. I when I was traveling through space, I didn't see anybody. I believe I was an orb because I could see out. I had conscious awareness. I knew who I was, but I didn't see anything around me. You know, there was um, there were times where I, you know, saw impressions of a body, but you know, I it it it's a it's a little bit hard to explain, but it's a you know more orb type. Yeah. Um, so, and I think for being that everyone's NDE is different then and i am coming to believe that a lot of things are even genetic or ancestral um then you know you might have a mixture of different you know um presentations of people's bodies so you know um peggy raised uh, asked you a question it's, it's only because I, I saw Yvonne's interview recently that I have more stuff I remember <laughs> about it. Now I don't mean to like, but um, no. I asked you if you're O negative. Now I'm O negative blood and, I, and I've had a lot of UFO sightings. Now I've, I've had some strange events, nothing that I would call a um, near-death experience, but I have had an out-of-body experience where I was on the ceiling once looking down. I, at my body, I saw that lasted for about 15 seconds. Uh -huh. And then I had two or three dreams in my life that are not dreams. And they're kind of hard to explain, but my grandmother walked down the hall and I opened the door. I thought everything was just normal. And I saw her, she was glowing because she's dead for many years. 
And she walked past me and she just said, Douglas, everything is going to be okay. Hey. I, do, yeah, I, do, I do believe that dreams uh, and even Ian's with their research uh, believe that dreams is just a portal towards the other dimension. Uh, some of them, the one we remember like you did uh, and that stuck, stick in your mind forever and all the details. Uh, when you have that, it's not a random dream that evacuates stress and everything. Uh, this is really when you're connected through a portal to the other side uh, and there's a communication happening. And uh, because when we have any encounter or experience with the other side, our memory, our reality is bigger than this reality. And, yeah. that's, why, and that's why it stays in our mind forever because it takes precedence. To, mm. of what we're experiencing here now. I'm not sure if, uh, Grant, I'm not sure if you can hear us, but do you want your yep. microphone, do you want your microphone on? Because can you turn it on? No, no, do you want it on or do you want it off? Because we hear you, we, it, I think your audience is gonna enjoy the first Grant Cameron cooking show that you're <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm gonna here. But maybe you wanna I just, just like I'll, I'll mute it in a sec. I just want to make a comment. You had your dream. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I just make a comment. You said that you had the the uh, vision of relatives that it's going to be okay. You, of course, know that's where the song Let It Be comes from, right? The, the song with uh, where, where he, he has a bad time, uh, Paul McCartney in the 1960s, and he's, you know, he's on the drugs, and, and uh, Yoko Ono's come into the, the Beatles, and, and it's all falling apart, and... Uh, the, the Beatles are falling apart and uh, he's all upset and he has the dream and his mother comes to him and she said, Paul, it'll be okay, let it be. So that's where yeah. he comes up with the lyrics. When in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom, let it be, let it be. That's where the song comes from. Well, I, I think huh. I remember you saying that once, but thank you for telling the story again. It's great. Okay, continue and I'll, I'll be finished cooking here in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so... Anyway, so um, so go ahead, Elle or, or whoever. Yeah, Elle, go ahead. Uh, if you have something to add to what I was saying about, um, you know, uh, about the reality and uh, be being bigger during our experience on the other side, it's the reality is so much bigger. We feel like this earth is a dream and we are waking up from a dream. Elle, did you have that experience as well? Well, um, one thing that I came to realize more so, I guess my NDE kind of confirmed this, is how thin the veil is. For example, you know, Doug, what you just explained, you you could have left your, your body or you could have, you know, astrally projected um, and, you know, had that experience or your, your mother could have actually visited you. And people don't realize how thin the veil is where one moment you're here and another moment mm. you could be almost completely gone. And when I say gone, just your body, but your, but your energy lives forever. So you can be literally transported to a completely different place. And, you know, there's, there's no thickness of, so, or something or like um, logistics or anything to go through. 
So, um, and, you know, I, you know, the same thing as Yvonne, there seems more real than here, you know? And I think part of that is because in having this um, experience, we we know the the truth of things. We know, you know what the what the veil it looks like when it's down. So it's harder to take a, everything that happens now in and around our lives as seriously as you know. Yeah, we get frustrated. We, you know, deal with this, you know, minutia and things like that. But still when you see something that incredible and you're in another place, it's hard to take our, our lives that we're living right now as reality. Um, the difference with my NDE than with Yvonne's was that I didn't forget my daughter, but I think if I didn't have that cord and that guide who looked like my daughter with me, then I probably would have because, you know, I was so caught up, like Yvonne said, in the moment. So yeah, and you know, you, you bring a good point because I had to rectify that with my daughter. It really hurt her feelings. I did <laughs> I, I did a documentary called Back from the Light. There's a documentary called, and I'm not trying to sell it, but when we were, <laughs> when we were filming it, when we were filming it, my daughter, I feel it was actually purpose for people that had an ND and a family of them. So we were interviewing yeah. both to see how they reacted to it. And then when we filmed my daughter, she said, well, uh, my, my mom didn't remember me. And I thought, well, that's all the worth I had for her. And, I, and my heart broke because, I mean, she's the most important, but I had to explain to her it's because we have that amnesia. It's, I mean, and I had that amnesia, I mean, in my yeah. situation. And it's not because I was forgetting her because, I mean, when those two beings came uh, earth, and two weeks before dying, I was, I knew I was going to die. I had that 100% uh, certainty that I was leaving. I called my sister in Europe to tell her I'm going to die, but don't worry. It's all okay. <laughs> and she uh -huh. said, what? And uh, so, so, um, so we we are actually we were maybe prepared sometimes for for the journey. Uh, I don't want to talk. You know, I'll let you decide uh, when we share our own experience at that time with. Uh, but I had two total different experience. The first one was with the spaceship, and the other one was totally in God's mm -hmm. life, Christ. So it was like two different experiences. So, but we let you lead this meeting. Well, uh, now the grand is making a souffle. I guess I could take over. Uh, yeah. And and uh, I mean, there really are so many questions. There's so many questions a person like me has with this. So first of all, thank God we have amnesia, right? Thank goodness you have amnesia. Now, what if? What if we didn't have amnesia when we when we came to Earth? So as soul beings, how would we, why would we complete anything? Why would we bother to interact with the game, so-called game here, if we remembered, oh, yeah, God gave me this job. And um, when I'm 72 years old, this is going to happen. And when I'm, you know, and I, so I know all about it. We have to kind of come in here blind and interact from everything I've learned from the NDE people. So think of that. Yeah, it's like a soul contract. Basically, 
you can't be tested and refined with your soul if you have all the answers and if you, you know, um, have all the memories of things from before. Um, one thing that became from confirmed for me in my NDE is that reincarnation is real. And, you know, Yvonne will tell you that, you know, from our, our um, uh, spiritual, you know, uh, perspective before, there were some things that were we questioned in regards to, you know, the certain things, you know, that were changed after our NDE. So um, that being said, um, when you um, are having an NDE or when you um, are being born, you're not going to remember definitely, you know, a life that you might have had before because your soul kind of needs to do the hard work, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, and and yeah, and it's beautifully said, Elle. And the beauty is that if we come to earth, we are, we have that project to learn something and it's, it's most of the time geared towards love, what love is, uh, in mm -hmm. different facets of life, of circumstance, mm -hmm. of situation, it's always right. gonna be towards love and, uh, we say God's love, but it can be Creator love, whatever you mm -hmm. you you, mm -hmm. know, you think of. Uh, so that's always a purpose: it's to grow spiritually uh, with that that love aspect of life and and, and everything. And right. so so we we bring those you know those highlights of what we want to learn that highlight. Mm -hmm. uh, but right. then we we have like. set there's nothing we can change we can change whatever we experience but the lesson we learn will be the one that we wanted to learn before coming here uh so uh, but that brings up a great point that Yvonne is saying um that's a um uh, a really important point to emphasize thanks Yvonne about love because yeah. um I don't know you can um kind of um shared uh, from that, but one of the things that I learned and one of the reasons for my experience was to experience love from different perspectives. So basically you, in doing that, you learn how to um, experience something more objectively <clears throat> and to have a sense of love and appreciation for something and to shift the way that you think in today's world, in this reality. You know, for example, uh, Grant, you know, we're doing a show for Grant's show right now, but he's cooking and serving his disabled mother. And somebody might, you know, think, oh my gosh, he's cooking, but he's ru running the show. But that's exactly how we're supposed to be, you know, responding to life where it's like, you know, those types of things are expressions of love and are more important than you know worrying about you know uh you know how yeah right yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> right 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what, right. And so that's, you know, kind of, if we lived our lives a little bit more free and authentically like that, you know, and taking care of the things that are important, then yes. I think that our lives would be a lot more freeing and, you know, just more divinely connected. So, yeah. yeah. Can, can I ask how, how in, in this line of questioning, how did the, the experience change your life? Were you a different person before? Did it flip the whole yeah. world upside down? Yeah, well, uh, shall I answer that? Or? Yeah, yeah, you can start, yeah. Well, um, it changed it in many ways, and I think it changed for every, most experiencers. And also the deeper you go into the experience, the more di different things are in your life. Uh, so for me, I was... Um, uh, already a good person, so that's not a trick. I'm <laughs> trying to flatter myself, but I feel like I was, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I was. Uh, I had a very very strong faith. Um, for me, it was it was more in the Christian faith. Uh, so, um, and I don't want to say any. I'm not a judgmental person in any religion in anything. We all have our own journey. Uh, what changed for me is uh, after my experience, my ND experience, I was less judgmental of others uh, and other spiritualities and other, I respected everyone. You know, one thing, so my very first one, you have to imagine uh, my, my body is lifeless. And then I have two beings of light right there with that long white robe. And they were like a clone of each other, short, white, blondish hair. And they're telling me telepathically, Yvonne, it's time to leave. Behind them is that spaceship, uh, very sleek, white, pearly, white, open like that. And uh, so we go in that. I mean, I'm, I don't know if we, it's time to share all the details on that. But the thing is, uh, when we arrive where we arrived, crossing the entire universe, the beings that were waiting for me there were so excited to see me coming home and they say she's here she's here she's back <laughs> and my faith my faith before that was telling me we are born here that's the only time the first time and then you grow and then it made me question uh, a lot of things because i thought well if they say she's back it was like about 20 beings that were so excited and filled with the unconditional love and kindness and welcoming. It was like my clan, my tribe, my loving family, and a higher perspective of love than anything we can experience here. And so I thought, okay, uh, I was taught that it doesn't exist. And also any element of extraterrestrial. So uh, for me, all that changed and I had to expand my consciousness and my understanding and uh, and also the everything was more based on love because I had a second one, which was right in God's light. Uh, so for, it was actually more based on love, everything you do on love more than on dogma and tradition and teachings. Uh, it was really going to the root of, of love uh, that many people on earth since childhood, we come 
as children of light and of the other worlds and we're filled with those children are innocent and filled with love but then i always say that every day we are traumatized if we compare ourselves with who we were before coming from to earth which were the, those magnificent being of light and love and then suddenly we are confined in this body in this world in this uh thicker and heavier energy mm. which is earth and uh, so we are traumatized people yell at you people tr tr you know uh, you get lied to anger uh, you know fear all those things uh, betrayals so we build those walls and we become those adults that don't believe in love anymore in kindness because we have we have been traumatized and like Elle was saying once you have had that NDE, that near that experience, you, all those walls are are broken because now you are no longer in that suit. You go into that amazing home. Uh, I, I don't know how to call it. It's a real home. You feel that you're in your home, and, <clears throat> and all those walls are, are broken, and you're that free spirit. And then when you come back here, uh, you see now with a, a lot with the eyes of love, like you are on, you have a magnifier and you can see things, you can see people's motives, uh, you know, because everything is is based on another perspective, this which is a, a higher loving, uh, you know, perspective. And like Elle was saying so beautifully, uh, it's not how many degree, how many book, how, how many, how popular we are, how, you know, what we have achieved humanly that will count it's everything that was done from a soul and a heart towards mm -hmm. others and that's our lesson on earth uh, i would mm -hmm. say that's what changed uh, you change you become more loving more and more peaceful because you don't you know when you don't know what's happened after there's a lot of fear and anxiety and that will influence how you walk and how you interact with others and how you know it's like you're on a boat that is sinking and so you push everyone out to stay alive and that's what earth does uh, but once you know that there is a big land there and everybody's going to be safe so you, your perspective is different how you interact with people how pe much peace you have in your heart of course there are other beings on other planets and i've these beings they took me to we landed on a planet. I mean, I'm not going to share the details now, but um, so you are, you know, there's that big world over there, but uh, there's also a divine world where all is really filled with love. Before we go to hell, <clears throat> can I just ask a question? What, did they explain why they're bringing you to a planet? And were you surprised by seeing a, like a flying saucer? Did, did you understand yeah. sort of what was going on at, because it, it's sort of like, uh, I don't know if you had any background in near-death experiences or UFOs, but it would seem to be like suddenly you're on another planet and these beings are there. Did they, <laughs> did they sort of explain why they're taking you to a planet? Yeah. No, so just like Elle was so nicely explaining, once you are out of your body in the spirit form, everything seems totally normal, even if our in our human body. It okay. feels like totally. So they were telling me there were the two beings there with white robe and say, Yvonne, it's time to go. So I said, and I said, you know, I knew it was. Oh, yes, yes, okay, like, like, okay, yes, that's totally normal. What we are doing, that's what is supposed to be. So we went inside. That that spaceship was open. We went inside. There were three seats, <clears throat> both each of them get on one of each side, and I went in the middle. The one to my right took a handle with his left hand. 
of and then first of all the thing the the top closed and then the one to my right with his left hand push a handle and in one second one second literally one second we crossed the 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 cosmos and we kind of landed on a I would say a planet that looks like the moon, but I don't say it's I don't say it's a moon. I'm just saying because it was dark around. And and suddenly we are inside the structure. We are not outside. We're inside. And inside everything is totally illuminated. And those beings are waiting for me. And uh so it looked totally normal. I felt at that moment that Earth was so far away, a few galaxies away, and that actually uh I was there on a learning mission type of thing because there's a lot of things that happened there. But at the moment I had to leave, uh, that woman being took me my hands like that, uh, her hands on my cheek. And she said, Yvonne, your experience on planet Earth is such a difficult one. And I said, yes. And she said, you have to go back, though. Uh, and I knew I had to go. I did not question that one. And I said, yes, I know. It's like I wasn't finished where I was. And when she said that, those two beings came back wow. with that spaceship. And the same way we came back, the, my second ND, I really fought hard to not come back. One <laughs> <laughs> here was, I found all kind of excuse. Uh, but for this one, uh, no. So that's changed to me because my faith was telling me um uh alien i mean extraterrestrial are from the devil um uh, <clears throat> everything like that so and we had only one life but all that change shifted and i started that's when because i had never looked at any spaceship or anything before because it was from the devil so uh so from that moment on i started to investigate and look and planet and cosmos and aliens and everything because i wanted to understand who they were because i, I had other experiences after and they were always the same type of being, very illuminated, white hair, white blonde, white robe, loving, love, exuding love, but also strength. Those two beings, when we were in, in, in the spaceship going towards, I knew that they were sent by the highest, I would say, divine power, God, or because I had 100% the certainty that nothing, no one extraterrestrial, nobody could ever touch us. I was so safe with those two beings they had that immense power to, uh, to them that nothing could ever happen to me ever uh, l before you tell your what grant asked which was how it changed you and everything um two observations and grant you and i we both like natalie sudman right natalie sudman who crossed over in the military scenario in iraq and the the <laughs> bomb went off and it's quite amazing that I I can't and I I got to tell you I'm probably a, I'm not an expert on on experiencing an NDE but I'm an expert at listening to NDEs I must have listened to over two hundred of them and I cannot tell you how many tell you including Natalie Sudman that everyone's waiting for you in white robes it's like yeah. white robes and they're like hey we're so happy to see you it's amazing and they're applauding and they're clapping and they're like. I read Natalie Sudman's book and, you know, it was like an amphitheater and, 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 yeah. and, yeah. and all these beings are there and they're applauding and they're welcome back. And, and there's oh, such overwhelming words fell. Cheering up, cheering up. Yeah. Yeah. And world words fell, fell people to explain 
the acceptance and love and camaraderie and everything you can think of, the greatest feeling that you that everybody has. But so many of these NDE people have this um, robe experience. Now, one one more thing I wanted to ask you, and this is one of the things that perplexes me about the other side. I've heard many times that people say there's no time and there's no, no time or space. So you know, okay, so as a musician, I know that if I write a song and it's three minutes long, if we play that song on the other side, how can you listen to something that's linear in time, three minutes, if there is no time? So uh, Because time is different in the other side. Time is mm -hmm. not linear. The time is only a stacking like that, a stack. stack. Yeah, for example, in my second Andy, when I was talking to Jesus, I saw Christ, but the, not the religious, all loving and unconditional love. Everything he was explaining to me was like he was explaining 10 things to me at the same time, and I understood all of them at the uh, same time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I don't know for you, Elle, what you have to say about that. Yeah, um, you explained it really well. It's, it's um, time doesn't really exist. You know, everything happens instantly and everything is very, um, you know, everything's just right away. So, and you don't even think about time, you know, no. you lose the concept of time and you don't even think about it. It's all like, yeah, it's perfect. It's like you're in that perfection of, of the, the moment. And uh, for example, Right. I don't know if we can go that far, but I had met a friend uh, uh, during an IANS conference. I met a woman who had been had an NDE, and because we were both from Europe, it was Arizona. We were like, okay, let's become friends. And uh, <laughs> and I had never shared my story. It was in 2013. No one, I had never had any YouTube video. Uh, and then she looks at me and she said, Yvonne, I saw you in the Crystal City, and. Mm -hmm. And then my second NDE was with with a crystal city in Celestial City. And then you see, she saw me there, but we had an NDE the same year, but not the same month. And yet we were there almost at the same time, at the same time, because it was, uh, it's it's an amazing story. Yeah, a lot of those types of things happen um, afterwards. So that's really interesting. <laughs> we have to get to... Um... Uh, L to describe how to change your life, but you brought up yes. something I, I have to jump on before I forget. You mentioned the Crystal City. Can you describe the Crystal City and where you think it is? Because the first woman, I wrote a book called uh, UFO Sky Pilots, where I talked about the people who've flown the craft. They talk about this thing like you described, where in one second you're on the other side of the universe. It just instantaneously you move from one place to another. And she talked uh, relentlessly about the Crystal City. So I'd like you to describe your experience with the Crystal City because uh, it, it it was something she talked about quite a bit. Um, so unfortunately, I didn't see much of it. But uh, so that was in my second NDE, uh, the same month. I, I was. It's all due to arrhythmia. I had arrhythmia in my heart. So the sec my second one, uh, I was instantly in God's light. A pure love, pure light. I was like El is, is describing so well. I was no longer a human. I was a spirit, an energy of light. And it was all peaceful, the highest level of happiness and joy and everything. I mean, it was the highest level of everything in all the dimensions that can exist. 
And I'm just going to make it short. My 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 whole story is on YouTube. But then I saw Christ coming towards me, and uh, and you know people are always asking, how does it look like? Uh, he came first as a pure light, and then as we progress in our interaction, he took more and more a human and solid form, uh, and then also even expanded to help me when before I came back to give me energy of life so I could come back because I I resisted coming back. I said I, I said I don't want to go to that planet again. Earth. <laughs> I said it's a very violent planet. People, many people are mean and selfish, and I can't relate to that planet. I want to stay here. <laughs> And anyway, you can't send me back there because my body is broken. And so, um, so but anyway, uh, you were asking, but then when we proceeded out outside of the light, in front was a crystal city. So it was like huge avenues. Uh, the building was, were all so white, goldish, that they looked like crystal because they were so emanated such an energy of light that was coming out of those buildings. They were really wide. Uh, this there is the, the sky was extremely blue, but there was no sun. And it was really wide avenue. And I saw that that I, I was looking at that and we were progressing outside of the light and entering there and i saw women angels children angels that were they are beings angels exist they're just different beings uh, going also in it but uh to say so i didn't see much of it but my friend the one from the netherlands who saw me in a crystal city she said i i probably went in the city but my memory is blocked because i was walking towards it and a lot of experiencers have some of our memories blocked because otherwise, mm -hmm. if we come back, we would just be on standby and waiting to go back <laughs> and don't do anything, you know, because we, uh, we still have to finish our mission. Uh, but she said that she went inside, she said, if we were talking together about it. And she said, well, when she went inside, it, it was actually, there were all kinds of beings from everywhere and even angels also flying and beings like us, all, all type of beings. And uh, uh, when she arrived in the center of it, uh, she met uh, different spiritual beings that were famous on earth and that came as these being over there, like Buddha and over. And then they were explaining, everyone was explaining what they were teaching on earth and so she said that when she went in the center, the vibration of that center was at the highest level. Uh, and she discussed with each other. Uh, they discussed together about the teaching, they, you know, the error they did, but the good things as well. And, and then there was a huge, huge light that came in. And then when that light landed, it was also Jesus Christ. Uh, Christ. And uh, he took her inside his chest. It's said, come, I'll bring you to the creator. And then she was propelled inside that huge light. So that's all I know about the crystal city. Uh, maybe I should do some hypno, you know, hypnotherapy. To a lot of experiencers do that. Uh, there is a, a special a technique from uh, Michael Newman, uh, who was actually a psychiatrist. And so a lot of experiencers just go to the uh, therapies that have that expertise because they can actually take them back into their NDE and then see more of what was blocked. So yes. and I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I don't know more about. <laughs> well, that, that's, that, that's fast. I just heard that. I wanted to pick it up before you, uh, before I forgot to ask you. That's, I have a, uh, my assistant Desta does that hypnotherapy stuff. Do you do, do either of you meditate in terms of uh, 
And does that help in terms of opening things up where you quiet the, I call it, you know, like the, 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 the left brain, the, the, the rabbit running around all the time, just going crazy. If you quiet that down, you can sort of revisit and, and remember more. Do you meditate both of you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I pray a lot. I pray and meditate as well, both. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, both. Yeah, every day. <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah. So let's go to Ella. Um, how, how did it change your life in terms of like we're, what type of person were you before and did it flip your life upside down or was it sort of just a, a, a very powerful experience? Um, you know, it's more like a subtle transition through a very powerful experience. But that's one of the things that um, Yvonne and I connected on where it was just kind of like you're pretty much a regular person and you know you have your life frustrations and you have different things that you go through that are good that are bad but you know in general um you're frustrated with the world and you know at times and things like that and then you have this incredible experience that confirms for you um certain things and teaches you uh, new things so uh, for me, it was, you know, she said it really well, was that you learn to um, to incorporate love a little bit more into your perspective and into just the way that you that you see things. I mean, the world is still the world. You may still have frustrations, but there's a lot you feel less judgment about, you know, um, certain things that would um you know, uh, frustrate you or situations or people, things like that. And you kind of, um, you have a sense of you have, you're more objective in general and um, in how you approach life. So I think that was the biggest way, you know, I used to make this joke, like everybody should have a good NDE once in a while. And then I stopped saying <laughs> that once. because... <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and then i stopped saying that for obvious reasons but you know um you know, it's it would really change you know it would really change the world honestly which well, is kind of fortunate when you think about it but <laughs> well which leads to the two questions i mean was this chance or and do you feel lucky because i mean a lot of people like doug and i would say boy i'd like i'd like to do that. i just you know just once is it yeah. sort of uh, you can hear about it it's another thing to actually experience. So do you feel lucky that you had this experience? And this, and a related question is, do you get the impression that you that this was not random and that you are to tell this story? That that yeah. because forty percent of all like experiencers, UFO experiencers have <laughs> experiences, and I always say, do you think that's chance? Like, what's the chance that you get grabbed by an alien walking down the street and taken aboard a ship, and then you also have a near death experience? What if it's not chance? What if you actually planned this before you came in? Because you talked about reincarnation. So is is this a random event? And are are we are you the, here as like missionaries to sort of yeah, help awaken the world? I, I always say um, I'm missionary of the light. I always say that. But go ahead, El. You just say exactly what I usually <laughs> say. Go ahead, El. I'll talk. Um, and Yvonne actually did do missionary work, so yeah. that's why that's funny to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, in France, I was a minister in the in the Christian uh, environment. I mean, I was in diplomacy at work, and I left everything to go with 
to go to to learn theology and then I became a missionary uh, had a healing you know healing ministry and then abandoned everything after my divorce and uh, so 